What's up, guys? It's done. And Drew. Make sure y'all subscribe. And also click the bell to get notifications for right when we upload new videos. Done and Drew, baby. Is that alcoholic or not? Zoom. It's not. And let me explain what it is in case listeners want to taste or try it. It looks like Pepto-Bismol. It's non-alcoholic. If you're trying to recover or stay away from the cabinet, you know which cabinet I'm talking about. Um, it's got I don't. 80% water, uh, 19% cranberry juice, 1% heavy whipping cream so if you get heavy whipping cream cranberry juice water it's all you need and this is delicious it's a great refreshment but it's also kind of a dessert kind of tastes kind of sweet that's what the whipping cream does and how did you find this drink well my dad would always make the drink he called it by his name um it's cranberry water I think I've talked about that oh, on here. Here a few we times. go. <laughs> cranberry water. But I, one time, I don't know why, very random, added whipping cream and tastes good. Hmm. Um, Experiment. Came out good. Great. So, where are we? Intro. Oh, God damn, I'm swole. Why'd you get up? The episode just started. I, I know. I'm not going away. Relax. All right. So. I'm going to intro the show. So here we Reposado. go. Did you like my uh, intro video, by the way? I loved it. The people loved it. Did it? So, did it get you? Did it make you kind of? I know you said it made you emotional. Did it make you miss me or miss football? <sighs> Which one did it make you miss more? More. See, you can't say more because I was going to say both. But I which one both. more? I can't. I can't miss both equally. No. You gotta miss me more. But like, our moments are defined during football season usually. So without one, is there the other? I'm joking. Uh, (laughs) No football season, we're not friends. Yeah, it was just funny that you used most of the footage from the Bills tailgate. I guess that was most wild footage we had. Um, I try to keep it even, but yeah, that was that was a that was a great some great shots in that one. Yeah, miss it. Although me puking after drink, well, actually, that wasn't right after drinking Henny, but me puking, I think that was the... That was not the Henny game. No, what was that? We didn't throw up that game. Preseason game. (laughs) (laughs) Henny for Henny. You had to puke for the playoffs. No, because I wasn't wasn't wearing super warm clothes in that Mm. video. Um, I almost made a joke about you uh, sticking your finger down your throat to make yourself puke. And I'd be like, I never do that. I would never do that. I would just drink again and oh, to projectile make yourself- vomit. <laughs> oh, so. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not doing that. <laughs> projectile vomit. No, yeah. I wanted to drink again, but I knew, yeah, I guess if I did, I would have puked. But I just wanted to get it out. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I got some shout outs for everyone. So 
Sit back, relax, and enjoy episode 137 of Dun and Drew. First shout out goes to Daniel, who reviewed us on Apple Podcasts. He says, it's the best. Big fan of this podcast, been watching since day one. These guys are hilarious and keep you entertained the whole time. Can't argue. By the way, Eric, since you've been reading books recently in quarantine, you should check oh, out yes. You should check out How to Win Friends and Influence People. This seems right up your alley. I don't know if that was a diss. Does it sound like a diss? Sounds like I should be writing that book. How to Win I do, Friends. I do this already. <laughs> I make friends on the daily. Um, next shout goes to Ryan Barrel, who also reviewed the show on iTunes. He said, great podcast. Has me smiling the whole time. You're cute ass. Um, let's Black see. What do we got next? Shout out to Bryson Lockett underscore for retweeting our show on the show link on Twitter. Um, appreciate you guys that are always giving us love on Twitter. Shout out to Bryson. Ryan. What? I was hype man. Ad libs. Okay. Shout out to. Ryan Kovac, Sean Kinsley, Sebastian, Jake Hewitt, Jacob Sadler, Chris Ganey, Obnoxious Jags fan, Isaac Salazar, Nathan Ariaga, Ryan Scallett, Jeff Schmidt, Savish, Jay something, Will Crafts. If you're going to shout him out, you better say the name. <laughs> Zach, Zach Harrison and Zachary Greenwald. They all commented on episode 136 video on YouTube. We're getting some good interaction. I like the YouTube comment section. I hope, that's, I hope that grows. You better. I'm you a better fan. like it. I'm a fan of the YouTube comment section. Yeah. You upload and you sit in it. Reply to everybody. Yeah. I do. You see that? Yeah. Uh-huh. I see it. You take care of Instagram. I'll do I'll do YouTube. Been doing it since the beginning, buddy. Um, shout out to all the listeners who have... T- <laughs> oh. If you have it now, <laughs> please subscribe to us on YouTube. Oh, wait. Like, if you're on your phone, if you're on your computer, actually, yeah, just open it up. Go to youtube.com slash Drew, or go on your phone, open the YouTube app, comes with your phone, and type in Dun and Drew and just subscribe. It takes like a few seconds. And if you don't watch the whole a whole thing, you'll when you listen to this on your podcast app, there's gonna be moments where you're gonna wanna see um us the way we look at each other. So, right. Sometimes. Like sometimes I just get lost in those in my eyes, eyes in the glare of my eyes yeah. for my computer screen light. I mean, I'm doing it right now. Mm. Wow. Okay. Ooh. Okay. Go. That cranberry water whipped cream. Yeah, hitting. It's hitting. Um. Yes, we guys. We got. We have the data, so we know you guys are watching the YouTube videos because we get over a thousand plus listens, but not over a thousand plus hundred. A thousand plus. plus is still in that range. I know, so it but could, it's, it could be up to a million. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> a thousand plus. True. Wherever it is. Use your, let your imagination is. flow. Exactly. So, like you said, go to YouTube, subscribe, watch the highlights. You ain't need to sit there and watch. So actually, yeah, you do because we try to get monetized. We need all those watch. Oh hours. yeah, we need your video just, hours. Just watch. Just leave the video on and let it run. If you go over to shower, let it run. Help us out. Oh, true. Yeah, yeah that's what that I do for some of my ride. boys on YouTube. Yeah, you're you go to bed though. at night, let it ride. Let it ride. Go to bed at night, let it ride. Oh, now you're pouring. Talk about that a little later. And I usually don't have shout-outs, but I got shout-outs this time because something major happened. 
but shout out to all the listeners that have tuned in the past four consistent weeks. I think this week, number five, pat myself on the back and you, if I could, Drew. Um, I looked at the data. Shout out to all the countries that we have listeners in. Going to do a toast for that. A toast to that. While we around the world. Around the global. world. Cheers While to we international. International. Then Drew goes international. Shout out, Cheers. obviously, USA and Canada. Morocco is third. We got motherfuckers in, in Africa listening to this. Uh, United Kingdom, Austria, Mexico, Ireland, Oman. I'm not sure where the hell that is, but shout out if you're in Oman. <laughs> oh, maybe it's Oman. Oman. Then we got Germany, Sweden, Guam, South Korea. Guam. I think it's a Caribbean island. <laughs> oh. um, Norway. I got a girl up in Norway. If she's the okay. one listening, shout out. Can't wait to see you, girl. Benedict Day, shout out. She don't listen. It's probably dudes. And then we had one listener in each of these countries. Russia, Jamaica, Australia. I would I want to see Hey, if and if you're in any of these, these obscure ones, please let us know. Find a way to contact us. Yeah, if you're in the Middle East, shout out. Middle East. Oh, Do we have any in the where, Middle East? I, I think we're, that's where Oman is. Okay. I think it's South Okay, so we, we need some more representation in the Middle East. So. For sure. And um, we don't have the most listeners in Ashburg, Virginia anymore. <laughs> Our top five cities are Jacksonville. Go figure. Shout out to everybody listening from Which Jacksonville. Which is weird not being, like, we're almost an anti-Jaguars podcast with how much we're not a Jaguars podcast. Right. Exactly. Second, we got Atlanta. It's right there by Jacksonville, Borders, Florida. Shout out everybody in Atlanta. Then this obscurity, Clarksville, Tennessee. Shout out. <laughs> Any surrounding cities. If you're in Clarksville, Tennessee, take Dunn and Drew to Nashville, Murfreesboro. Yeah. I think that's in Tennessee. I'm not Just sure. Just walk around with a boom box. Go to Memphis. We need more blacks. Um, Chicago and Cleveland wrap up the top five in cities. I know we got a lot of Ohio listeners um oh and pittsburgh pittsburgh's not too far behind cleveland so shout out to everybody in pittsburgh we will see you guys at the bank this season both of you guys Hopefully. browns and steelers we hope and bears chicago also shout out to clayton jackson he had a birthday thursday may 21st he's a listener of dun and drew and the only reason i know that is because we are now dun and drew is now part of an exclusive community it's just called community hmm. and it tells us when your birthdays are so if you not only want a birthday shout out but you want to get shouted out on the show receive exclusive behind the scenes podcast content get early access to podcast updates <coughs> news and more text dun and drew to 386-204-6499 you can run that back text dun and drew to that Ooh. number and um for all other shout outs that Andy gives, just keep engaging with our social media content on YouTube, Twitter, Instagram, or DM us some thoughts. But text that number, you'll get exclusive access to stuff. Right now, I think we got a hundred, over a hundred people. I'm not giving you all specifics. It's over a hundred. We got over a hundred people strong in the Dun and Drew community signed up for exclusive access. So sign up with that number and we will get you going. On this behind-the-scenes trick. I'm about to send a message now and tell them we're recording right now. Ooh. How about I do that? With a picture? Can you do that? Yeah, I can do that. Okay, let me know when to smile. 
Yes, sir. <sighs> I gotta open my app. Do 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 do. Dun and Drew. I'm gonna send it to everybody. Take a photo or a video. I'll turn the flash off. Smile. Hold on. <laughs> Goofy ass. <laughs> you see, I'm wearing, I'm rocking the bandana. When I was editing, God, I'm cute. You're cute. We're cute. When I was I editing our intro, I was like, shit, I need to bring the headband back. Although, wrong headband, I know. The other one I wore playing tennis yesterday was a little sweaty. Mm. But uh, it's going to go through the wash, and it'll be back in rotation very soon. Um, You done? Yep. It is sent to all the Dun & Drew members. All, all right. There's over 100, like I said. God, exclusive as fuck. Um, and there's like millions wanting to get in there. So only yeah. 100 right now? Right now. Like, you can message us, see if we'll add you. Oh, what did I get? Just got a message. Oh, I got a message, too. Let's see what it says. Looks like we're both signed up for Dun & Drew exclusive access. <laughs> In the recording booth. In the recording booth. That's cute. That's cute. Let me know if anyone replies. Um, they will. Yeah, I know. Um, so, <laughs> let's talk sports real quick. Let's do it. And then we'll, then we'll talk the fun stuff. Just kidding. We got some sports to talk about today. Another one? Let's do another one. Um, we are filming this in the middle of the match between Tiger, Brady, or Tiger, Peyton, and Mickelson and Brady. They are playing golf at Tiger Woods. What is it? His his home court course in Florida. I I guess. Um, yes. And they're currently getting poured on. It's not good weather anywhere in Florida really today. Um. I'm surprised that they played. I, do they play normal golf when it rains like that, or do they? Uh, not, a da- not a not a downpour. Not a downpour like <laughs> they're doing. I'm right. wondering if they're like. It let up though, because they can't do it tomorrow Memorial Day. Probably, probably have plans. Mm-hmm. They just didn't want to reschedule it, so they said, "Fuck it." I mean, I know. Yeah. Bra- I think Brady's earpiece went out because of all the rain. Um, who? They did a nice little piece on why Ernie's staying home. Did you see that? I didn't. Uh, I I saw him on the screen, but I had it muted, so I didn't see what Ernie has he was a saying. son that has a bunch of issues, so he didn't want to he didn't want to risk it by by going to the oh tournament. by traveling and all that. Yeah. Um, gotcha. Charles has been funny. I've noticed that not enough talking. I know while watching, I was like, um, "Can someone please say something?" Like mm-hmm. the players, but apparently, I guess I guess if they're taking it really seriously. Then they're gonna be more quiet, but I was expecting more jokes um, between all the players. It was a little quiet the first hole, but then Peyton Manning picked it up with his jokes mostly. Oh, yeah, and then when Phil Mickelson talks, he's usually given analytics about his next shot, and then he does exactly what he says, and it works out. So I thought that was pretty cool because I don't know nothing about golf, and it pisses me off because I roomed with golfers all throughout college and they never took me out on the course to play well that's I like never, i never inquired but like still drag that, me out that's like me living with my dad for 21 years he covered golf his whole life goes to the masters every year but i know shit about golf and he's i mean he's taken me to the driver's driving range a few times but not a not good enough sight. not not a good sight for me I, I get too angry and he's also has the same kind of 
anger issues when it comes to sports as I do. Um, so we're not a good mix. Yeah, golf is uh, probably probably the most frustrating sport to play. Yeah, I don't know if um, we rev- we said this when we were reviewing the All In challenges, but Tiger Woods actually has an All In challenge, and it includes a private putting lesson with him. And I saw Phil Mickelson also has one where if you win, you get 18 holes with him. These are just insane access, and it. I'm saying that because it ends tonight. So by the time you listen to this, it'll probably already be closed, and we'll start mm-hmm. learning the winners of these things, which will be interesting. And I can't wait for the videos or the pictures that come out when when people are actually partaking. While it was downpouring, I saw obviously the cameraman out there, and I, it made me think because you a videographer out here, a Willis Production shout out. Um, would you have taken a cameraman job for this Free? event? Would I have well, not you'd be, been paid? You'd be paid. You'd be paid. Then, of course. But I'm like, you're not going to get to talk to the players probably much. Yeah, Maybe. but saying that you did that is pretty cool. Resume? Yeah, I guess for the resume. But yeah, I shot the match. <laughs> <coughs> so much money. Every, it's every hole sponsored. Oh, is it? TNT, TNT raking that cash in. I didn't I pay my t- dad. Oh, wow. Yeah, I didn't pay too close attention I was cooking while watching, but yeah, I guess that makes sense. If, if the money's being donated to coronavirus relief, but that's the thing they said at the beginning that the players were the ones donating the money that was won. So all the TV, all these these sponsorships and stuff are being collected by the network unless they're chipping in as well. Who knows? I don't know. know. It's all in the paperwork that we don't get to see. But it's like hole three, Audi long drive, hole four, progressive, hole five, Capital One, hole eight, Michelob Ultra. It's like, Jesus wow. Christ. Hole 10, Dun and Drew. It's, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so why even have commercials? Um, yeah, can you imagine? I, I'm surprised that that's not a real thing in real life. I'm surprised like we're not watching. Well, the Masters, that's too classy to have commercials on the putts or holes. But mm-hmm. something like um, the players, I'm surprised every hole isn't isn't sponsored yeah it's it's usually just one sponsored throughout the entire event can you imagine that, Na- that can you imagine nascar every every lap every lap <laughs> and this lap's brought to you by they gotta they it's crazy bro the checkered flag what the checkered flag lap it's... is sponsored by credit one <laughs> so stupid uh, i love it credit credit one checkered flag <laughs> Shitty Bank canceled them. Get to that later. Will we? I knew that was coming. <laughs> um, so speaking of coronavirus, coronavirus relief, coronavirus, when I was revisiting while I was editing our intro and I was revisiting us our tailgates and stuff. Stay bragging. We get it. You edited it. I, <laughs> <laughs> it's a good video. Um, all I did was take your edits, just put them together. Um <laughs> I was I was like so surprised because all these people exchanging drinks, um, pouring liquor into people's mouths and yep, hugging and kissing. I'm like, ugh! I am shocked that coronavirus wasn't created sooner, especially in like a tailgate like this. Um, Maybe that made us really immune to all the other diseases that are out there. Possibly. We Maybe need that's that. why we, we haven't gotten that shit. Maybe that's why we haven't gotten coronavirus yet. Maybe. 
I was seeing that shit. I was like, damn, I was drinking out of this dude's mug. Right. People were pouring fireball into with, my mouth. You know with, how big people's mouths are on that? With no fear <laughs> at all. So weird. I mean, you, if, I, we, if we get football back, I'm going to do the same thing. If it's, but it's not like if we get football back, it's gone. I know, but I'm not going to be like, oh no, don't want Corona. <laughs> Okay, run me that, run me that fireball, man. Oh man, yeah. Maybe I'll pour, I'll pour everything into my mouth. But that's why at the end of each game, usually the next day, throats were sore as hell. <laughs> all that, all that swapping and sharing and alcohol and no hydration and yelling when you're in the game. So, so maybe football built us for this moment. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> and then the circle up when you slap everyone's hand, you're touching everyone's yeah. hand. And then you, no, nope. no one has hand I don't sanitizer. never wash my. No, never I never washed wash them. <laughs> and I touched everyone's hands. Only time I would wash my hands is after I pee. I would wash my hands in the stadium if, if I went to go take a piss. Uh, I wouldn't yeah. just walk out. I mean, but at a that lot of people time, don't. What's there to worry about? The flu. And even then, we know it works. Who's expecting. thinking about that? Yeah, yeah, who's thinking about that? I mean, I'm thinking about how I'm, how I'm going to feel after the game. Yeah. That's what I'm thinking about. How that hand Pounding headache hit. by halftime. <laughs> um, Fun though. In one of the strictest coronavirus in, okay, I don't know how to say it. In New York City, <laughs> um, or the state of New York, you know, that's been the most affected by coronavirus in America. New York Governor Andrew Cuomo has given the sports industry the okay to practice if they follow social distancing. You know what's funny with all these people's okaying things, like especially here, okaying things with social distancing in mind. Like on my drive home, I saw two bars that were just packed. People just going about like nothing's changed. It's crazy. Like, yeah, everything's back to normal. No one's following the rules. No one cares. Yeah. It depends, you know, business to business. But mo- for the most part, most people don't give a shit. I was actually at a bar yesterday out for drinks with with zane good buddy it was just the two of us and the bar we went to actually had like a two-hour wait there was really you know the the bar wasn't open um the tables were distanced appropriately every table had a bottle of sanitizer given to them was that outriggers uh flagler tavern oh all the waitresses had masks on so they were they were you know taking it into consideration, but then you make fifteen steps down and you got the beach and just everybody doing their own thing, so it just depends. But for the most part, everybody's you know out and about doing their thing because Florida's opened up and we're like one of the few states that have everything pretty much opened up. Gyms <laughs> it, are about to be opened up this week. And speaking of Florida opening up. There was a video that has been circulating online of Daytona Beach yesterday. Like a few videos of Daytona Beach yesterday. I'm upset city, that man. you weren't there. Why weren't you? Why there? you? You want me to get? You want to get that Rona boy? <laughs> I told you if I get it, I'm gonna be on this podcast still though. I, coughing and shit. Did you say that? Because <gasps> I actually, had, I, I actually had that thought. Like if I, sorry, if I get this, what better way? Like no one's documenting it. I haven't seen anyone like documented like we could on here i think yeah. i would get on this microphone half alive and if i die how would that be content i'd still be from the grave i'd be for one of us God. yeah for one of us yeah someone would one of us would have to watch 
one of our deaths, edit it and upload it. (laughs) Co-host dies on live stream. Yeah, that's the title. And I can you give me the okay? You you take off. (laughs) Can you you give me the okay, and I'll give you my okay right now? Yeah, yeah. If I die from coronavirus, you have permission to have use that headline. Co-host dies of coronavirus. Yeah. Hopefully it's or, on or air. If any, or if any sort of malfunction in my body happens while we're doing this, you yes. can post it. Like if yes. I have a heart attack, and, stroke. And you can po- and you can post mine as well. So there's permission. Well, I'm nervous. If, <laughs> if my family says something, then but post it. They they don't even, they don't know how to find this content. Post it yeah. anyway. This is our verbal will. Yeah. And it's all on my computer, but you know, they're going to need the password to, re- yeah. to get all that stuff. <laughs> That's going to be uploaded on YouTube. I thought about that because I did write a will, and I was like, if I just died, it's randomly, my parents going to find my flashlight. They're going to go see my, my <laughs> OnlyFans account. Gonna he see says it. this uh, <laughs> even though he knows he posts this shit to his public Snapchat. <laughs> no, I don't. Oh. Actually, I did make the coronavirus music video with the flashlight in it. Uh, <laughs> with the with the pussy lip showing, but Jesus. you know my dad and sister they never question anything I do, and my mom doesn't follow me on any of those platforms, so I'm usually in the clear. Do I'm they good. have do they have asshole flashlights? They do. So Not interested though, but they got them. Are you interested? <laughs> no, I'm good. Yeah. Um. So yeah, like I was saying, that Daytona Beach um crowd. Let's pull up the video now, and let me. Make note to add that. Um, pull up the so. Oh, this link. Yeah, <clears> click <throat> that. I'm sure you you already saw it, but just I assume it was a music video. I can only imagine. I just didn't see anyone with a camera, but just a helicopter. <laughs> but the police is so the. It's the sheriff's office police helicopter. They're circling around helping out the city police department survey like crowd control, I imagine. So they see this giant gathering of a couple hundred people. Um, and he pulls up over the hel- with the helicopter. And a these few hundred. Zooming. Yeah, probably a few hundred. Zooming in and trying to figure out what's going on. I think it was a music video because there's people. They're like dancing around the car. There's someone that two people that come out of the sunroof and start throwing out cash and dancing. So I assume it's a music video. If not, they're just really lit. Which yeah, I don't I don't think it was a music video. I actually oh, saw. Really? Yeah, I think people came. It was like a big planned thing. It's an event called was it, or, or, Orlando or, okay. Invades Daytona. Okay, that's what I guess, I, that's and it was hosted by well. strippers. Oh, so Jesus. that explains the money or whatever. Daytona Beach is uh, on the come up. I mean, we're the only beach open, so. No, you're not. <laughs> <laughs> They're not driving over to Clearwater, boy. They said, oh, let's go to thank, Daytona. Yeah, thank God. <laughs> but I know I know these are we're not locals. Because the locals are not doing this here. No. So we got invaded. <laughs> <laughs> now what happens? <laughs> Nothing. People forgot about this already. What's the topic <laughs> of the day? Tiger Woods playing golf. That's what we're focused on today. <laughs> but, you know, seeing stuff like this and then, oh, I was going to take the... I take it. That you, but you just don't, you don't know what Ozarks is. No, I don't. 
but I did. I was gonna say like then the video that I saw of like all those people in the lake. But that's next. Yeah, that's um, Lake the Lake of Ozarks, which is a real place, which is what the show Ozark is set in. Hence the name. Oh, interesting. Um, Still haven't watched. You you gotta like I'm in this show and I'm in season two and like hurry it's, up. It's nonstop. It's nonstop. Just like twists and turns, and I'm like. How can this get any crazier? It's just, I'm always, it's always stimulating you. There's no downtime. There's no time t- to catch your breath. It's it's pretty good. It, it really balances character development and narrative at the same time as um, twists and turns like d- dramatics. Very mm-hmm. like, unlike many other sh- shows that I that I really love. Like it does it really exceptionally well because most things, if you if you do too many crazy things, it starts getting unbelievable. And I'm like, all right, you lost me there. You kind of jumped the shark. But these, it's like, okay, that's crazy. But yeah, I get that. They just they're it's actually really good. I'm really so impressed. is it uh, is it popular because of the show and it wasn't shit before the show? Is what Lake popular? of the Ozarks, the lake? Oh, I don't know. I think I. Th- yeah, no one knew about this until the show. So now when anything happens there, like there's a fire, a boat fire the other the other week and it made the news. I was like, that wouldn't have made the news unless Ozark was a thing. Because people are like, mm, more crime is happening in Lake Ozark. They watch uh, this show. A, this is in Missouri, right? Yeah. Random ass state. Yeah. <laughs> so the point is that... Oh, so the video... Oh. Yeah, bunch of people there. The point is, white people are crazy too. We're all crazy because we're all in this together, like the High School Musical song. <clears throat> so, like Barack Obama said, use your best judgment. If you get it, you get it, but stay your ass indoors. I don't get it. Um, NFL. I don't know if you guys saw, but Tom Brady has a nine-part documentary coming out in 2021. And I think LeBron's is coming out right after that. <laughs> you were you about to snore? I was snoring, yeah. Oh yeah. Well, I had not finished the last dance yet. I actually binge watched six episodes two days Jeez. ago because I was trying to finish it before this episode, but I didn't get around to it. I got four left. Loving it. Um, Are you good? Yeah, because I didn't. Uh, I didn't. I never seen Jordan play like you roasted me in that uh, previous episode where we were picking teams. And um, there's dope footage to see. It's incredible there's, there's, access. There's things I I never knew. I knew Charles Barkley hadn't ever won a ring, but I didn't know he lost to Jordan in the finals. You know, um, and then um, Isaiah Thomas when they fucking swept his ass and they didn't shake his hands. Mm, yeah, I didn't know about that either. That shit was. I thought that shit was. That was hilarious. Funny. <laughs> um, like, what was you, your take there? Are they, are they, is that okay to do? Like I mean, swap, is it, is sportsmanship that big of a deal? Do you think? I just think back then, like, even though there were, uh, deep rivals and in the NBA, people still shook hands at the end of the day. But I think just because their history was so violent and personal that yeah. the Pistons just said, 
fuck this, we're out of here. And I think it's more so because they just got beat terribly. If they didn't get swept, they probably would have been like, yeah, good game. But they got their ass handed to them after winning two straight NBA finals. So, yeah, they were feeling some type of way after that. You know the sports talk had a field day. I guess ESPN was the only one. You know ESPN probably had a field day with that the next day about how they didn't shake hands. Right. Can you imagine if that happened today? That would be on <laughs> Skip and Shannon. It would be on First Take. It would be on Scott Van Pelt. It would be on Dunn and Drew. Shit. Maybe. Unless we had some other shit to talk about. But because I'm, I'm reading the memoir from the creator of Nike, I thought it was cool to see how Nike acquired Jordan during that oh, whole yeah. Air Jordan era. They didn't talk about that in the show. Yeah. They didn't talk much. about when Nike... Well, actually, they did. They did talk about shoes, but not... They didn't, they didn't talk depth, really. They didn't touch too much on what made Michael Jordan such a good businessman, mm-hmm. which I was interested in. Yeah. Um, he said he wanted to go... With, like, imagine the, the things that would have been different if he chose Adidas, because he wanted to go Adidas. Yeah. When Converse, cool. Converse shoes were at the top of... of the game right back then and he wanted to go adidas and then he chose nike which was known as a track shoe obviously because obviously the creator was a track star so uh, it, was, it was mostly a track shoe so for, at the time it was for track years shoe. yeah for like two decades it was a track shoe and then they started signing tennis players and they got into okay. basketball really late so i guess jordan was the first basketball athlete but in the book it stops at like 1980 they signed jordan in 83 so I don't know if they talk about – I didn't get there yet. I don't know if they talk about going into the NBA or trying to, but I'll see. How old but is this book? 2016. Why wouldn't he talk about when he signed Jordan? I don't know. He talked about from the grassroots up to 1980, from 1962 to 1980, because I skipped ahead to see the last year that he talks about in the book, and it stops at 1980. Strange. Speaking of weird timelines, do you have oh, the nice. same? Do you have the same issue with the sh- with the documentary that I do about how it jumps from no. present? Let me lay out because I don't want to forget what I'm about to argue. Let me go first. I know it's the last dance, and I feel like they would have been a better, done a better job going from beginning. Okay. Maybe not. Okay, so the so I get it. They want to do. They want to go through the last year of the Bulls. It's called the Last Dance. Makes sense. Great documentary. But they have all this good footage of all the years leading up to it, and they want to tell Michael Jordan's story. I feel like they wanted to do too much of that. You're supposed to like go through the the year with just sprinkle in where it makes sense. They would go. And plus, for viewers like me who don't know the timeline, they would just say, they would take the timeline and they say, all right, we're on, what was it, 98 was the last year, right? Mm-hmm. Then they'd say, they'd go back and they'd say, 1993. I don't know what the fuck is in 93. I don't know how many <laughs> titles he has by then. I don't know who's good, who's not, or where Michael Jordan is in his year, in the in his career. They and then they and then the next next episode, maybe they go to 97. And then the next one, they go like back to 92. It had me so all over the place. I was like, I just got, I just have to just watch and just, I don't know. Yeah, I, I understand your frustration watching it. Did you binge watch or did you watch week to week? Week to week. 
Yeah, that's why while I was watching, I was like, I can understand people's fr- frustration when they're watching two episodes every week. But yeah. I was watching them back to back to back to back to back. So it, it was a, I thought it was a way better way to watch a timeline like that just back consistently. Because while I was watching it, when the first time they did that, starting from like 98, then going all the way back to when they drafted Pippen, I Googled, you know, I Googled Michael Jordan's years. Yeah, that's so what I, I could. Every, so I every episode I watch, every episode <laughs> I watch, I was like, you know, what? I should Google Michael Jordan's timeline. That would really help me here, but I never did. Yeah, because he was in the NBA for eight years before he won his first finals, and they didn't. They won six, but they they had two three peats, and then the two years that they didn't, in between then, I don't know what happened. I don't know if they talk about it yet or I missed it, but in the ninety four ninety five years, I don't know what happened there. I might have missed it. Or they, or I just haven't seen it yet. Where he but, didn't win. Yeah, Be, but in, in between, in between the three peats. Yeah, you know what happens when you see it. I'm on episode. Like, I'm on episode seven. He uh, did he take? He, was that his hiatus? That was his. That was his baseball. Oh, because at the beginning he says he took a hiatus, but I thought the hiatus was in um, after the sixth year. Not it was between. after his dad died. And he played baseball. Um, okay. And then, I and then came back like at the end of the. He missed the whole season, then came back at the end of uh, the next season after that. Okay. And I ain't seen it yet. And I think he, they <clears throat> lost the title when he came back at the end of that season. Um, yeah. They didn't win. I think I don't even think they made it to the finals. Um. And then they won three in a row after that. Yeah, but Jordan—I don't think Jordan ever missed the playoffs. Um, yeah, probably. when they were when they were showing him against the Celtics against Bird's team when he got them to the playoffs on a losing record and they played the Celtics as a eight seed. I thought they were about to win that series, but then I looked at the uh, the yeah. year and I was like, oh wait, they didn't win yeah. this year because yeah, they got beat by the Pistons back to back years and then they came back and had to play them in the Eastern Conference Finals and that's the year they won their first title. And then it just kept going from there. Yeah, I didn't know it took him so long. I mean, I guess I did because I'd see the comparisons between him and LeBron, but it it took him a while to get to win a title. Like, he's drafted in 84, didn't win until, was it, 93? Yeah, took him a while. But he was kicking everybody's ass individually. He just didn't have anybody around him. And then Phil Jackson came along, and they did the damn thing. I don't understand his marriage to Phil Jackson. Like he get, well, he didn't like him at first, but then when they started winning together, that's when he and grew he a said, "I to won't him. play with anyone else." I don't yeah. get that. Well, I also don't get you. You'll you already. This isn't spoiling anything, but the GM says, "I don't care. You could go eighty-two and zero, and you're still not coming back next season." Yeah. Why? <laughs> the fuck? <laughs> Is it your money, bro? It's not your money. It's the team's money. Pay pay the coach. He's the best coach that you have. You're just really fucking selfish. That's weird. It is weird. What are you gonna coach the team? If you care that much, if you want that much credit, why don't you go coach the team? Does he, he want credit just, he for was just hiring? Trying, he, the, he was just trying to get at at Jordan, I guess, make him unhappy, which is weird considering what you want to do. Weird. Don't you want to win? You want to win like decades of championships? It doesn't make any sense that you're trying to tear shit apart when everything's going so well. But. And knowing that Jordan said that he would leave if you fired him. <laughs> what a 
Oh God, he and I like. Oh, you won't. Yeah, you'll you'll see it when you get there. Yeah. Great doc though. Great doc. Tom Brady's. <laughs> no, I think I think that's gonna be I, Tom Brady. This is gonna be great if they have good access. I guess um, you know they're gonna be having access all season this year. The Bucks, true. and then if he stays another. Have they picked the Hard Knocks team? I know Bucks were just on it, but I don't think it's gonna. I don't be think Bucks, they but. did. Oh, I'm I'm smelling this tequila, and it does smell a little like oak, like the oak barrels. Hmm, interesting. I gotta try that one. You do. It's really good. Um, here's some uh, other NFL news: Russell ooh. Wilson wants Antonio Brown in Seattle. That's all I got. What team? What team doesn't want Antonio Brown? Besides, I the think a lot. <laughs> I mean, what players win it? That's what I meant to say. Oh, okay. Tom Brady. Ja. I don't know. He came, he, came, on... he came out saying he wants him too. <laughs> they're kind of boys on Instagram. AB is always commenting on Tom Brady's Instagram posts. MJD at six, he said. He's good to go. Wow. So we will have Maurice Jones Drew on here. NFL Network personality. Um, I'm going to call him a former Jaguars player. He was never on the Raiders in my (laughs) recollection of history. Like when I tweeted, Dwayne, remember Dwayne Wade on the Cavs? Everyone's like, no, Dwayne Wade played all his career with the Miami Heat. (laughs) (laughs) MJD played his entire career with the Jags. (laughs) That's exactly how I feel. We'll have to bring that up. That'll be the first thing we say. I'll write that in here. (laughs) There he goes. There we go. There he is. What's up? What's going on, guys? How are you? Doing well. We're good. Welcome to Dunn and Drew. <laughs> right on. All right. Yeah, me and him actually had to run and put on our Jaguars gear because we actually pride ourselves while we're we pride ourselves on being Jaguars fans, but we also because we have listeners from all NFL teams. We pride ourselves on not not being a Jaguars podcast because sometimes we can get carried away and talk too much about the Jaguars, but we figured we could in this scenario. I've got seven. Is that that B left? I've got that B left, and he's <laughs> I got, got that nine. Gerard boy. <laughs> so we we figured if we wore these jerseys, we'd have the most camaraderie with you. Yeah, <laughs> I couldn't find my Blaine Gabbard jersey, or else. I mean, you know, I played for a lot of quarterbacks. I played with a lot of quarterbacks. It's all good. Um, so we also are going to introduce you as, before this comes on, as Jones Drew, NFL Network personality and Jag- former Jaguars great. You were never on the Raiders, according to Dunn and Drew yeah. history. Yeah, Don't worry, according was, to us. <laughs> high, high it was all good. Who was that? Who, who were you talking about, Eric, that – you compared that to? Um, wow. Forgot already. <laughs> was he an NBA player? I think oh, so. yeah. D-Wade. D- People say D-Wade played his entire career on the Miami Heat. Cavaliers and Bulls never happened. That's how we see you. <laughs> That's how it's supposed to be. <laughs> but nonetheless, welcome to the show. We had a chance to briefly speak on draft night on the Jaguars IG Live, but... Here is a safe space, less pressure, you know, don't have Jags exec in front office watching me. So 
Um, it's always nice to have I'm uh, a player that we've been a fan of be on something that we've created. So um, welcome. Thank you for giving us your time tonight. And first off, let's talk about the Jags. We got to. We got to <laughs> kick it off with that. Um, where do you go? Oh, there you right go. Here. <laughs> How are you feeling? How are you feeling now that we've had a chance to wrap our heads around um, the draft and 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 uh, all the players we got and all those draft picks we had? How are you feeling about the Jags draft? Um, you know, for me, when you know, I kind of knew going in what the Jags were trying to do, right? Um, you knew that they were trying to rebuild, kind of do a different uh, image. Um, you heard the trade rumors and different things. Uh, but when you look at the way they drafted, I thought they did a really good job of really addressing needs right away. Um, I feel like, you know, I actually had um, the receiver out of Texas um, as one of my sleeper playmakers. I forget his oh, yeah. name. But the reason Colin I said, Johnson? Yeah, uh, Colin Johnson. Oh, you're nice. I actually, nice. In high school, in a oh. Um, when he was a sophomore, and he was 6'5 at that time, and he was just a dominant player. Uh, when you watch him at Texas, when he got opportunities, he was a dominant player. And that's what you need. Like, this is a – I get it. The Jags went to the AFC Championship game uh, with a, a great defense in a running game, and that's awesome. Mm-hmm. But you have to be able to score points in this league. That's, that's just what it comes down to. You, I mean, look at the Houston Texans. They scored points. Oh. Their defense was okay. Look at them. <laughs> they scored points, right? And so, to me, you have to continue to build weapons around. I'm going to be – I'm a little concerned on – how they're going to utilize the receiver from uh, Colorado. Um, he's more of a play. He's more of a guy, like, he's got to get the ball in his hands less of a route runner. Um, so I'll be interested to see how they utilize him because I've never seen Jay Gruden in his offense utilize a guy like that before. Mm-hmm. And so, I, but defensively, I, I, I kind of see where they're trying to go, how they're trying to rebuild things and do some different things. Uh, you know, it, it just comes down to the D-line and O-line play. And, you know, um, I, I really believe that Regardless of who's the quarterback, uh, and I and I'll, I'll talk about my feelings on the quarterback, what I feel like they should do. Um, I, I just think that they have to be able to protect Gardner Minshew, give him more opportunities with the play action pass, uh, and allow him to you know set up the run or set up the pass by running the ball and those type of things. Now, when I, you talk about the quarterback position, you know there's a guy literally down the freeway from you in Miami that's the third string quarterback right now named Josh Rosen. That's a top ten talent. Right. Some some people have said that he was the most natural passer they've seen come out of college. Now, he didn't really get a chance in, in Arizona. Offensive line was horrible. Uh, obviously, he's, he's battling back and forth in Miami. Miami wanted to go with the more veteran guy, which is fine. Mm-hmm. But to me, you have Gardner Minshew. Why not trade a fifth, sixth-round pick, a fourth-round pick for a top-ten guy that hasn't played, right? You bring him in. You let him compete. And now – you know, now we're really going to see who is who and how yeah. things work out. And let's just say Gardner beats him out. Awesome. you got a great backup quarterback. Let's say he doesn't beat him out. Now you have a top 10 pick that you got for a fourth round pick that you can actually build things around. So I just feel like that was a move that I was waiting to see happen, uh, especially with the dynamic of the free agency quarterbacks and all those different things, not wanting to go Cam and some of these other guys. Mm-hmm. You had a great option down in Miami that you'd have been able to, you know, pull a, a talented quarterback uh, to come, you know, compete. Because at, at the end of the day, that's all we've heard is everyone's competing for a job. Well, you need to make sure that's for every position. Who is our backup quarterback right now? 
they drafted Jake Lutton. This went and got Glennon, who who's you know. Oh yeah, right. I mean, oh my gosh, I forgot about that. Um, Mike Glennon, I think he's played like yeah. 20 games in his career. And I do like the players, like like you're talking about, um, Josh Rosen. I like the players that we don't know for sure if he's good. I mean, that's always kept my hope alive as a Jaguars fan. Like, we, we get someone who, you know, he hasn't had that much of a chance um, where he came from. So, let's see what he can he can bring here. You know who that reminds me of? Yeah. Mark Brunel. Huh. Right? The Jags traded for Mark Brunel, a guy that didn't get a yeah. lot of time in Green Bay. You're able to make that move. You get him, and he ends up being, you know, if not one of the best quarterbacks that we've had in this franchise, if not the best. Yeah, yeah, the best for sure. And the Dolphins, the Dolphins couldn't even sell. Like, they, they couldn't have started Rosen because they can't sell to their fan base that he just needs one more year of better O-line. So they had to go Tua. Well, it's, well, that's the thing. So you draft Tua. As soon as they drafted Tua, I would have called down. They're like, hey, yo, what time is it? Yeah. Like, like what are you trying to do here? Let yeah. me get this young off your hands because again like he if you watch and I, I'm, I'm biased because I he went to UCLA I'm always going to be biased to guys that go to UCLA I mean Miles Jack I mean I'm a, I'm a UCLA guy but when he was in Arizona he literally had no chance because their, their offensive line was just getting ran through um I think that he got to Miami he showed a little promise but he needs obviously more you can't judge it out for two games yeah Got the opportunity in Jacksonville with a great running game, right? Leonard Fournette, a decent defense that's getting better. And you have weapons in Chark, D.D. Westbrook. You just drafted two younger guys. Uh, you add an Eifert as a tight end, as a red zone target. All of a sudden, you, you may have something that he can work with. And so, yeah, for sure. you know, it, it, again, it's I, I'm not in that building. If I was, if I were, if I were the GM, that's what kind of move I would have made. Yeah. In that building. So, you know, hopefully they, their plan works out. But you like Minshew, right? Oh, yeah, I think – so this is my thing with Gardner. I think Gardner is going to – he's going to give you some really good games, some, yeah. some probably great games. But then also he's going to – because of his style of play, because he everything is – the um, play is never over for him, you're going to have a ton of ton turnovers. Yes. That's, just, that's what goes with it. Um, and that's a positive and a negative, right? The positive is it's going to be exciting. He's going to be running around, making great throws. Uh, but another negative is he may throw an interception or bump the ball because he doesn't see the rush coming from where it comes from. So uh, I, I believe that you want to get more consistent with him, but it's just how he plays again. That's how he played in Washington State. That's how he played uh, everywhere, right? Everywhere he's been, that's how he's played his game. That's why it translates the way it does. I feel we like got, we got. Oh, sorry, go ahead. I was going to say we got pretty lucky because you know if, if Gardner had gotten hurt and missed a significant amount of the season. Oh, we God. might not even we might not even be talking about Minshew being a starting quarterback for the Jags this season. We might be looking at you know Mike Glennon as a starting quarterback, or maybe a rookie that we drafted in the draft. Well, so they I probably remember, would have kept Foles, actually. Yeah, maybe. Um, no, our, <laughs> no. But, no. Yeah. It was too big of a cap hit. I feel like. I mean, I, I, I my personal opinion with the Nick Foles deal was that the Jags felt like they were close. Yeah. And that they, you know, to swing for the fences. Um, it didn't work out week one, right? He gets hurt. Team Looked good for a second, though. Got hurt off a rip, man. Off a rip. <laughs> right. Started trading guys, and then, you know, it's kind of like, all right, well, <clears throat> because it didn't work out for us, we need to, you know, remove ourselves and kind of start over. Um, so I've proposed this question to Eric a few times. 
if I dropped you, this is kind of removing ourselves from the Jaguars for a second. If I dropped you into the body, this is what I'd tell, tell Eric. If I dropped you into the body of an NBA or an NFL player, how long would it take teammates or fans to realize something was up? Like people watching on TV, like how long would it take them to think, oh, that's what's going on here? So I propose the same question to you. If I dropped you um, into, okay, we'll, we'll do the Jaguars for maybe you're in Fournette's body or you're Jones Drew and people just forget that you retired. If I, and you, you start taking handoffs for the Jags, it's like week one. How long do you think before your teammates or the fans would be like, what's going on here? This is weird. Well, I think if it's Leonard, I think you probably wouldn't recognize because we, we have personality. I, size, <laughs> okay, okay. Running style and personality, I think is we're very similar, uh, especially from what I've heard and then from just talking to him. Um, the way he runs the ball with the violent, obviously the way he caught the ball this past year. Um, and then his personality, like he, he, it was funny. He was like, when all the guys were getting traded out of Jacksonville, his Twitter was the best thing going. I mean, yes. he was, <laughs> we were actually he, in a zoom call with him, um, during the draft. It was pretty, yeah. it was pretty hilarious. Yeah. But I mean, that, and that's that, like, he's a great dude. And so for me, uh, I, I think, you know, that'd be different. But if, let's say if it was like, you dropped me into like Gardner Minshew or you dropped me into like. <laughs> Uh, I don't know, Calais Campbell, you would definitely see a difference <laughs> because my personality uh, and the way I play shows up completely different than like how I portray my, like if I'm talking to you guys, right? Um, you know, I try to articulate and think about my answers. When I'm playing, it's aggressive, violent. Mm -hmm. um, and I think- We're the same on I here. Huh? We're the same on here. We're pretty aggressive and violent on here. <laughs> well, well I was, like, if you watch Calais, Calais is not a violent player. Like, he's a very, really good player. Um, great. I mean, I would say he's a great player. But yeah. you never see him, like, just mush people, mm -hmm. right? Like, beats guys. He gets to the quarterback. He sacks them. Like, I'm the kind of guy who's going to try to pile drive a quarterback. You know what I mean? I'm going to drag a lineman with me and try to dump him at the end of a play if he's holding. <laughs> right? So that, that's just kind of how I played the game. Taking me back. Yeah, I mean, that, that was the old, that was back in, you know, they say the old days. It was like 14, 15 years ago. Yeah, we Dang. miss it. Yeah, I miss it. <laughs> um, speaking about this upcoming NFL season, what's your opinion on the whole um, half-filled stadiums or limited fans or maybe um, single locations? Because I know we have a few states that said they're open to hosting professional leagues like Florida, Arizona. Um, do you think by August, September, when preseason and the regular season starts, that we'll be at a place where fans can attend games in, in the thousands? Or do you think we're going to be secluded to maybe a couple states and have uh, games sheltered off and being held at, you know, a few locations? It's, I know it's tough to say right now, but... No, no, it's not tough to say. I, I, I definitely believe uh, there's a middle ground. Um, I'll tell you this for right now, I can guarantee you, and I'm in, I'm in the state of California, which is probably more, one of the more conservative, uh, states when it comes to like, you know, this, the coronavirus and locking places down. Um, I'm trying to figure out the most politically way to say this, but cash talks, right? Like it was mm -hmm. funny. I, I literally watch our governor, uh, Gavin Newsom speak all the time. And I, I listen to what he says, because you know, I have businesses here that are shut down that, you know, we're waiting on a certain stage to open and all those things. And early in May, he was like, I don't see football being played in California. I, I don't see that. And I don't see professional football 
being played in front of fans in California. That's what he said. That's what they're going to say, too. Yeah, I remember that. And then maybe like a week or two ago, after the NFL kind of put out that they're going to look at, you know, playing in neighboring states and different things, he, he came back out and was like, well, June 4th, <laughs> we're going to let all pro courts back up. And then what it comes down to is his taxes, right? Yeah, and so right. he understands what comes with it. And I, I think a lot of people understand it. They're, I think there'll be fans there. Um, I don't know if it'll be, you know, sold out, packed, stuff like that. And it may be, I don't know. But I think there's going to be, you know, by the time football comes around, August, September, um, you know, the NFL is going to do a great job of making sure that they have a protocol or rules in place so that people can still get that in-game experience because there's nothing like that, right? I've been to basketball games. I've been to baseball games. I've been to soccer games. Unless you're talking about the World Cup, Mm. There's not there's not much of an experience like an NFL football game, right? There, there's or college or college football. Game. Oh yeah, college football oh, too. Football yeah, game, right. Um, and so I, 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 to be quite frank with you, any football, Pop Warner. There's no yeah, high, true. No high school, you know. So depending on the state, it just you know that that in, environment, that experience is is what really makes football what football is. And so um, I believe that they're going to find a, a way. You know, I think the league is doing a great job right now of working and trying to figure it out. Uh, but it's going to be important for, you know, high schools and Pop Warner and different colleges, uh, how they're going to play it out as well. Yeah, I remember seeing the NCAA commissioner or president, or whatever they, his title is, say that um, if students don't return to campuses on some college campuses, then there won't be any sports played there. And I know... Oregon governor already said that they're not going to have any live sports through September. And that's affecting a big game that the ducks were going to host versus the right. Buckeyes. So it's really been difficult to say because all of these different States are, are coming up with their own different rules and jurisdictions. So um, I know if the NFL season starts, it, it might start a little late because we still haven't had any training camp or OTAs or any of yeah. that. And usually that would be starting around this time. And to be quite frank with you, you, you need like two months, right? Um, because if you, if you really put it together, OTAs is the month of May. You get a, the first week of June. And then you start a training camp in July. You're playing games in the beginning of August. You start mm -hmm. training camp in the middle of July. So I wouldn't be surprised if the league kind of puts in a thing where, you know, maybe it's, you know, they go, they start beginning of July or end of June so you can get your OTAs. You go right into fall camp, and then you go from fall camp into the season. Uh, I mean, again, like I said, I don't know specifically because I'm not in the building, um, but I can I can see that I've heard different ways that they're trying to, to, to make it work. With the Oregon thing, um, it's funny because a lot of people came out and they were gung-ho about it right away, right? Like, you know, this is how we're going to do it, blah, blah, blah. I would just say wait until, right? Because – we don't know what's going to happen with the coronavirus. We don't know if there's going to be a vaccine. We don't know if there's going to be a cure. We don't know anything. Right. We don't know if it's going to make it through the summer, right? Because a lot of people say, you know, the flu is, you know, when the weather gets hot, it, it, the virus can't survive, all those different things. So you just you just don't know. Um, and I try to be optimistic as possible as, as well as still, you know, doing my social distancing and, you know, understanding and learning. Um, but I would always, always try to caution people on saying something. You really don't know what's going to happen down the road. Like that's the right thing to say at that given point in time. 
but I wouldn't say we're not going to play anything in September. You don't know what's going to happen in September mm-hmm. or what's going to happen going into September. So uh, that game still may be played. Yeah. I wonder if they'd say – I wonder what would come first, that they'd say, all right, we'll play without fans. Because I know there's some kind of legal binding to – playing without fans or something um would they say we're, we're going to play without fans or would they say first that we'll postpone the season what do you think would come first probably postpone the season so they'd rather yeah yeah but because you yeah, got like I, okay I'll, I'll tell you a quick story so i remember in college we were playing stanford uh in 2005 maybe at stanford this was the old farm. This wasn't the, the farm that everyone saw Chris McCaffrey run up and down, and that was like <laughs> forty-five thousand yeah. people. This stadium held seventy thousand, but only like fifteen to twenty thousand showed up, and it was like playing at practice. Wow! You cadence. It wasn't loud. Like it was unbelievable. It was it was one of the hardest places to play. Um, James Jones, one of my colleagues at the NFL Network, uh, he said that about Detroit that. You know, there's times in Detroit when you play the Lions that it's quiet. <laughs> hey, I mean, just real real quick, did anyone say that about – because I know we had some attendance issues for a few years in Jacksonville. Did anyone ever say that about no, Jacksonville? I mean, like, the, no one ever said that the Jags fans, like, they're loud, they're passionate. And I'm not saying the Lions fans are. I'm, I'm just making sure I'm, I'm not saying – Just nobody yeah. come. <laughs> but they, they like, sometimes they don't – like – they show up in the third quarter. Like they may show up in the middle of the second quarter. They yeah. may show up in the fourth quarter. I mean, it's indoors. It's cozy. You're, it's cold outside, so you're you're cooling up or you're warming up. You're defrosting. Yeah. I mean, it just it's hard to play without that that energy either. Huh. Even or going for you. So even as a yeah, even as an opposing uh, team, it's still hard to play without that energy. Oh yeah, I, I remember Mel Tucker. Uh, he said he had this thing for every away game. He said, burn the boats. That's what we would do. Because you know what? The only way we're going to go back home is by taking their boats. <laughs> and the mentality going on the road. And so you need that hostility and all those yeah, things. Yeah, okay. Force that mentality as you go forward. If you're just playing at a neutral site, <laughs> play it. Yeah. <laughs> it's like practice. It's like practice. Uh, what's your, what was your favorite run? I got a few questions as like a fan of yours I'm going to ask. What was your favorite run in your career? Man, it's uh, it was 2007 Kansas City Chiefs. Uh, I I don't know what week it was. It was late. It was like middle of the season, maybe like week seven. And the year, my rookie year, I scored like 15 touchdowns or something. And going uh-huh. into this, I hadn't scored yet. And so, I mean, I was getting close. Like I would get to like the five yard line and get tackled, huh. or like we'll get to the two yard line and be short. Did like, you have I'd yourself get- in fantasy that year? Oh yeah, I have every year. I have every year. <laughs> <laughs> or just like That's I was like, dope. I'm back and I can't get it off. Like, how do I get off? Or get it off? And so we're playing the Chiefs and we run an ISO play. And uh, I remember because it's my homeboy who I went to college. And listen, I played against this dude from Pop Warner High School. Played with him at UCLA, and then I played against him in the pros. His name was Jared Page, who's a safety. And uh, we were running like we we're going left, and I cut back right. And because I knew that he studied me and he knew my, my moves, I, I countered moved them. So I kind of, normally I would just make one cut and try to sprint and, you know, try to beat you to an angle. Mm-hmm. And so I knew he was going to think, I knew he was thinking that. 
And so I went and I kind of sold like I was going back inside and he spun and ran. And I cut back outside and, uh, you know, scored a touchdown. It was like, that was, that was probably my favorite run because it, it had a lot into it. It had a guy that I knew from childhood in there. Yeah. Uh, you know, hadn't scored in a minute. And then to be able to, you know, use a move that I was known for and then counter off, it was awesome as well. Do you remember yeah, how many yards? to pull that up. <laughs> I pulled up the stat. Do you remember how many yards it was that you ran for? Uh, I think it was like 60, right? Uh, close. 52. 50? <laughs> hey, close 52. enough. That's close enough. <laughs> 52? Yeah. Yeah, that's what I said. It was, it was on the other side. It was on the other side of the field. On the, on the <laughs> We're rounding up. Yeah. Who would you say is your favorite back in the league right now? You know, there's a lot of them. Um, I'm a big fan of versatility. And versatility Especially mean, now. Yeah, like, but not necessarily just catching the ball and running the ball, but guys that are willing to block um, and, you know, get it get it how you got to get it, you know. Um, yeah, anyway. Big fan uh, obviously, Christian McCaffrey, the way he's been utilized. Jeez, he just – he embarrassed us last year. I was at the <laughs> Panthers-Jags game, man, and it was crazy to see Good him. Lord. I've never seen anything like that. <laughs> That's how you're supposed to be utilized, right, in every facet of the game, running, throwing, everything. Um, uh, I love the way they utilized Leonard late in the year when they started throwing the ball a little bit more. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I do believe, though, they should have handed him the ball more inside the 10. They would have won more games. He would have scored more touchdowns um, that way instead of trying to throw the ball all the time. Um, I mean, big fan of Le'Veon Bill always. Big fan of Dalvin Cook, Alvin Kamara. Uh, pretty much any back that runs the ball. Like, I, 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 I like Saquon a lot. Mm-hmm. I just have concerns with his pass blocking. And that's my hmm. issue. Who are you drafting first if you had a first overall pick in fantasy this year? If you know right now. If everything stays the same. Everyone's going to go McCaffrey. I'm not going to go McCaffrey. I think people are now going to be I, – I, to be honest, I may go D-Hop. Wow. Mm. Wow. What do you think like about that, that move? Take. That was weird. Think about that, though. I don't He's think anyone's that. on board with that move for the Texans. Right? He's a pass-first offense, a quarterback that's going to throw the ball, you have weapons all around him. I mean, it to me, he's probably he's probably one of the, the more sure things. Like I, I don't know what the, the Giants are gonna do with Saquon, so I don't want to go there. Right. Um, I actually, it'd be. I think Dalvin Cook is gonna have a great year this year. Surprising, I think he's gonna surprise a lot of people um, because of the way that system is ran. Uh, Gary Kubiak is now calling the plays. Like he, you know, he may have that Arian Foster type season uh, that he had his first year with Gary Kubiak. Um, Notes. Mm-hmm. I got you. I'm gonna I'm charge on. <laughs> Wait, listen. We do a Dun and Drew league every year, and every year I trade my first overall pick. <laughs> so dumb, and I destroy him for it. Why? But it because he gets I, bored I, after I get, after two weeks. So annoying. He did Saquon the first year. Second year was what? Last year, I traded Michael Thomas. Jeez. Oh, that's what I was going to say. Michael Thomas, I'm, I'm terrified because he's going to catch the ball 100 times. Yeah. And he's going to score, like, so there, there, there's a lot. I think this this year coming up, there's a lot of really good players. Like, to be quite frank, Todd Gurley in the second or third round is going to be a great pick because guess what? He's not, he doesn't have to be the man. He's in Atlanta. They have first-round picks all over the board. Yeah. Um, I ain't seeing it. Like it's just, it's just a, it's just a lot. 
Uh, I think Nick Chubb is another good one. Oh, probably oh, Andy. Andy, 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 Andy I wrote him to the sleeper last year. I wrote him to the finals last year. Uh, I'm concerned about any Patriot because I don't know how that's going to. Oh go. God, I know. Do you see how many primetime games they got? What I, I assume, obviously, it's because of the name and people want to see how they're going to be without Brady. But I feel like having primetime games that late in the season as well, people are going to be like, we get it. We get they're not as good without Brady. And I feel like it's going to be boring. Well, you got to remember, when the Rams played the Patriots, 99% of the country were rooting for the Rams. Yeah. People just, just – they don't like the Patriots, which is fine. That's why you put them on there because people want to tune in to watch them lose if they yeah. lose. I would draft their defense, though, probably in the 10th round, to be honest with you. But they're going to do it with some damage, especially mm-hmm. to the oh. um, Real quick, if – What's if, up? Real quick, if this meeting ends, it's because Zoom only allows us 40 minutes. So, um, if it ends on a good note, we'll, like, message you saying thanks or we'll call you right back. All right. Um, I would say, like, I, I'm really interested and intrigued to see what the Eagles are doing because they've added so much seeded wide receiver and all these different things. I want to see how they do and then how that affects um, Miles Sanders as well. True. Right? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, if, Car- if Carson Wentz gets hurt, though, Jalen Hurts is taking over that team. I oh, no question. He's going to do damage. That is a sign. Like, you don't pay a dude $100 million and then drive a dude in the second round, right? So they're telling you, like, we believe in this dude. If you get hurt, guess what? Even the rock one. Right. Um, I have a few other questions here. Um, Biggest, what's the biggest, just you can be real quick, misconception about a player um, or a misconception that people had about a former teammate of yours? Well, I I just think football players in general, we we get a bad rap on, you know, um, not being smart or, you know, being careless. Yeah, like, don't get me wrong. Like, in any business or occupation in society, you do have your bad apples. That happens. You know what I mean? Um, but I, 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 I've come across yeah. some of the brightest minds playing football. Um, I actually played with a guy named Michael Norris, who at UCLA um, was a pre-med major playing football, and now is like a doctor. One of my boys that I went to high school with uh, walked on to Michigan, had offers other places, walked on to Michigan, earned a scholarship uh, while still pursuing his dental career, right? Oh, wow. yeah. um, so football player, there's a lot. I mean, they're the guy that plays for the Chiefs that's literally a doctor, like went to med school while he was playing professional football to become a doctor, right? So, like, there's so many things. I think Myron Rolls, another great one, who was a Rolls scholar, got drafted, decided to leave, and now he's a neurosurgeon. Football, there's a lot of bright minds uh, and smart people in football, and you don't, they don't really, you don't really hear about those guys. You don't, you always hear about the negative stuff. You really hear about the positive the guys are doing um, outside of football. And people need to understand when you're playing football, uh, that is a 365 day job. There is no day off, mm-hmm. right? Because I remember being in Jacksonville, and if I didn't have a good game, Guess what? On Tuesday, they were bringing running backs in to, to work out. Hmm. You know what I mean? If a receiver didn't have a good game, they were bringing receivers in or a kicker. Like, so constantly you're under pressure to perform at a high level all the time. And so for guys to be able to handle that and still be able to pursue 
other careers is, is, is amazing. And yeah. now, nowadays, I mean, you did it as a Jaguar because you kind of, you, you had to being in Jacksonville um, and because you're good building a brand outside of who you are on the football field is also like another job that they're doing. No question. I mean, that was, that was probably one of the toughest. Well, that's not, it wasn't, let me, let me clarify that. I appreciate all the people in Jacksonville who saw how bad I was early on and still continue to support me and watch the Jaguars all access show and listen to my Clinton XL because those two or three years that I did that, like I got valuable reps and mm, yeah, good point. Still very encouraging about what was going on. Um, best, do you have a, do you have a best locker room story? And this is, this might cut off our 40 minutes while you're telling this, but do you have a best locker room story from your time in, in the Jaguars that you either haven't told or a good one that you have to always tell? Like after yeah. that Steelers game where Gerard I, I, ran 30 yards. <laughs> What happens in the locker room stays in the locker room. I can't. I've never been a snitch. Okay. So, uh, <laughs> That's fair. There, there, are, there are some great stories, but those are stories that won't be told. Fair. Um, Me too, so, person will ask again. <laughs> <laughs> um, there are top 10. There are top 10 NFL selling jerseys right now are consists of just four players. Can you name the four players? And I'll give you yep. a hint. Oh, you can't? He knows. Oh, you know. Okay. <laughs> Well, two is one for sure. Yeah. Tom Brady. Yeah. Gronk. Yep. And then I'm trying to think who the third one is, or the last one is, but uh, I don't know who's the last one. Just think NFL draft. Oh, Joe Burrow. Yeah. There yep. you go. Very yeah, simple. I was in. Brady's got like five of them or seven. Yeah, he's got he's got the red, the whites, the black <laughs> alternative. Everyone's a Tampa Bay Buccaneers fan. Like their fan base grew overnight. Yeah, like, crazy, like, crazy. The Buccaneers, the most obscure team you could hey, think chill. of. <laughs> Forgot he's living in Tampa right now. Oh, hey, man. speaking of speaking of Tom Brady, he's got a documentary coming out next year. I know you heard about that. Um, I did. Oh, there any particular player documentaries that you want to see? Are interested in besides Brady or Jordan? Or I Maurice Jones Drew? I think for me, Tom Brady's is going to be very interesting to see kind of how he's able to, you know, his, what he did in his career is it's, first of all, the position he plays allows him to do that. Um, secondly, like you can play long because he doesn't have to lift weights, he does the band stuff. But mm. I'm interested to see how he eats, right? I'm interested to see how he's able to balance twelve. And right, yeah, I'm, I'm, I wonder, I'm just how he started that, how he's balancing his family life and football, right? How is he like, does he go through what everyone else goes through, right? I, I mean, I remember, you know, coming home and kids jumping on you and you're tired and you don't want to do anything, but you have to. Like, does he go through that or does his wife, you know, take care of that for him? Like, you know, like, you know, I want to I, I know, is he an a hole? Is he like yeah. Jordan? Does he talk crazy? Which I, I, I bet he does. Like, I bet he does. <laughs> I mean, we all like, you know, when you want to be the best, you're going to do everything you can to push everyone around you. So I, I like to see that as well. I feel like their personalities are very similar, Jordan and Brady. And I guess that's what makes you the GOAT. Yeah. Six rings a pop. Hey, man, I'm not mad. He's over here stinking it up on this golf thing right now. but <laughs> Yeah, I got I to gotta tune into that, see where they are. Um, all right, last question from me. 
We got a tailgate with y'all last year for NFL Network. You guys came to our tailgate. You tailgated with us pretty much. The set was um, in lot. Oh, God, it's been a while. What is that? Lot what? <laughs> oh, Duval and Brian. That's right. Yeah. Um, so are we going to see you guys again back there in week three? I guess I'm asking, like, how did that go? How was that received? The, the tailgate is like college game day pretty much. Yeah, I thought it was awesome. Uh, from what I heard, they loved it. It just depends on, you yeah. know, kind of how the season goes, I think, with the yeah, fans. Yeah, I guess assuming that it ends. Um, mm-hmm. Just, and again, like, it's crazy. Like, places are starting to open up, and I get it, and everyone's excited to get back out and have a good time, and rightfully so. I mean, if you've been quarantining and doing the things you need to do, like, go enjoy yourself. Uh, I just know, like, the NFL in general, they still, you know, there's always going to be those type of concerns because this, this is not – this is something that we've never dealt with before, or at least since the Spanish flu in the 1918 or whatever that was. Yeah, I so, don't remember that very yeah. well either. Yeah, I don't think, I don't think any of us remember that. But was paying you know, attention I, in history. <laughs> right. Uh, but I, I do believe that, um, you know, playing that week three Dolphins game is going to be huge, especially yeah, sure. if who was out there playing, right? Um, you know, and all the, the spinning Miami did and all the draft picks the Jags had and all the things that are going on, that's going to be a big time Thursday night game. Yeah, it was it was a really fun game. Me and Andy got special access to go down to the Bud Light Zone at uh, TIA Bank Field, which is right there at the field level behind the goalposts with unlimited drinks and food. So don't remember really much, enjoyed ourselves but that game. <laughs> it was fun. Listen, I wish I could drink, but I had to go on TV. So yeah. it's funny. I got a chance to sit with a uh, Sean Conn and watch that game. Which is okay, okay, on the boat. Oh, I tried to. Oh. <laughs> I mean, hey, I'm not mad at him. I was like, hey. You know, I'll take a little bit of that that Hennessy if you have some, and then I remember I had to go back to the so. oh, We know about that Hennessy. Shot drinking, shot drinking Henny. Uh, he has whatever you like. I bet. I'm sure he yeah. does. <laughs> uh, last question we ask everybody: Your favorite movie out of these three: Sandlot, Mighty Ducks, or Space Jam? Oh, and Sandlot. If, yeah, it's 100. That's always the winner. Always 100%. the winner. <laughs> Mighty Thank Ducks is cool, but it's still kind of corny. Uh, yeah. Space Jam was dope just because Michael Jordan was in there, but it, I couldn't, like, I have to be able to relate to those. And I remember playing baseball with my boys, like, pick up baseball and stuff like that. I actually once was chased by a dog. It wasn't a, uh, <laughs> it was like a golden retriever, but I still got up out of there. You know what I mean? Man, it was chased by Air Bud. <laughs> but you gave him the stiff arm, trucked him. Hey, no, I just, I just darted off. Just hmm. get up out, try to get moving. <laughs> Thank you, man, for coming on. This has been obviously one of the best spots that we've had on the show. So thanks well, for your time. I know you're busy. Thank you guys for uh, allowing me to come on with you, man. I, I enjoy it. Hope you sure. stay safe. And, um, hopefully we can see you in the season. And if not, you know, I'm sure we'll get together sometime in the future, man. We'll always be talking. And tell, tell all your listeners to follow me. I'm at m.jonesdrew32 on Instagram, trying to grow my following up. I'm going to start doing some more IG lives and going on the network a little bit more, uh, answering questions, fantasy stuff. I'm all for it. Uh, and if you just want to talk trash, you know, I'll tell you how, why your team's bad. And why those two. <laughs> at MJD uh, on Twitter, right? What is it on Twitter? At MJD on Twitter. Yeah. Right? Hey, by the way, you've tweeted, you've tweeted me once, and it was on my birthday, and it was because we have the same birthday. There you go. Happy birthday, man. Hey, and Eric, when is that? <laughs> When's Pisces? It, it? Pisces? Nope. No. Dang. God, you're fake. 
No, I'm not fake. I'm, I'm before y'all. I'm Aquarius. I know y'all right after me. Uh, we're, we're on the cusp. Aries, Pisces. Yeah. Oh. I was about to guess. Why are you telling me? <laughs> you got the you got the Pisces wrong, so you you lose. I guess so. I work on it. I work on my friendship. By the way, I found this when I was looking to for my jersey. What what jersey <laughs> I was gonna wear today? <laughs> Game day. Jags Colts twenty two thousand nine. Lost, but it was lit. I feel like I feel like that was uh I feel like that was yesterday. Dang. Yeah. It was crazy. Good times. Good times. I know. Well, more to come, man. More to come. Keep grinding out here. Appreciate you for coming on. Thanks, man. Go Jags. All right, man. I'll see you guys later, man. Go Jags. All right. Good Jags. I'm horny. (laughs) That was successful. Saw you upgraded the uh, account while you're rich. I did. You did. I saw the screen pop up. It said, this call has been upgraded for unlimited time or something ah damn no they do that sometimes as a gift they just do it randomly what i didn't fuck? do that we got a random gift we could have we could have gone longer could have done the top i i was like i was monitoring what kind of style he was going with what's the by the book yeah to do like top 100 off the dome yeah there would have been a lot of pausing yeah it would have been i would have been stuck <laughs> um, yeah i know i saw it in there and i still couldn't think of nothing all day like, i also I took out my I also took out my question. If you were an NBA player, who would it be? And why is, and it, why Kyle, Kyle and why is it Kyle Lowry? Because you kind of thick, up. my nigga. I say that. <laughs> yeah, I just feel like that interview wasn't uh, going to go in that direction. Easily. Easily. He didn't know our personalities. We could have snuck it in there. They're only on the 11th hole. Still not over. Jeez. I guess I'll turn that on. All right. I'm in this call so I can download it. Oh, going to make sure I get another another uh, Terramon in me before that. <laughs> Terramon. All he's right. So pr- he's so proper. Kind of kind of The Rock? No, uh, MJD. Or Drew. He's really proper. Oh. And, and professional. Because of his interaction on Instagram? No, like on camera. I think it's because oh. of the NFL network stuff. Yeah, so. I watch him watch him be like he'll have like a set behind him like he was, <laughs> like if he's on the NFL network or something. He's going to be in a tie. <laughs> <laughs> Meanwhile, I look like shit. Or he's smoking a cigar. Well, that either way, that'd be one, of, one of those spectrums. NBA news. This is some good shit. Let's copy that. There's a report out there that Walt Disney World, the Orlando Walt Disney World... Not to get confused with Disneyland in Los Angeles. Boo. Yeah, boo. Anaheim. Oh. Before we get corrected by some Disney fad, Ryan. Ryan. (laughs) (laughs) Did you say, what did you say? Disneyland. Fad. Chill. 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 Almost came through the screen. Come on, boy. I'm a big Disney fan, but not that much. You know, I'm not going to trash anybody for being a super fan of the Mickey Mouse. Oh, boy. So, oh, boy. Oh, that's way better. Mine was way better. That's what I said. Oh. Walt Disney World front runner to host the remainder of the NBA season. (laughs) I'm joking. I wrote this one. This one was written by Andrew Willis. Walt Disney World Resort is reportedly the clear front runner to become NBA's playing site if the season restarts as 2019 and 2020 season, according to multiple reports. 
Disney World is apparently the leader in the clubhouse over other cities like El, uh, Las Vegas and Houston, according to The Athletic. Um, the NBA pressed pause on its season Wednesday, as you all know, March 11th, after the jazz player. Who was it? Who was the jazz player? Player? Jazz, a jazz player apparently tested positive. Was that Gobert? Oh, talking when it's kicked off. Yeah, Rudy Gobert. And- Rudy Gobert tested positive. Um, it wasn't long until the entire entertainment industry came to a halt. In April, Yahoo Sports outlined various reasons why Walt Disney World would make sense to host the NBA restart under the current pandemic. Walt Disney World Resorts has the hotel space. When's the last time you went to Disney? Last year, probably. Oh, damn. I guess you're realer than I I might be capping. <laughs> Disney, as you know, has a hotel space to accommodate the players and staff from all 30 NBA teams, especially if the resorts are still closed to the public, which I imagine they will be because I think they're looking at late July. And even more practical, there are some hotels that are not far from Disney's ESPN Wild World of Sports complex. And inside the ESPN Wide World of Sports is the HP Fieldhouse, which is 70,000 square foot. Um, oh, I got a typo. I said 70,000 square complex. Capable of hosting television, televised basketball games. And there also, there's also this thing called the Arena, which can, can also host basketball games and be fitted for television. It is a huge complex. I never huge. seen the arenas, though. I didn't know they had basketball arenas. I only saw the baseball field and the football fields. Yeah. Um, and an important qualification of an NBA host would be the ability to keep players and staff safe. Um, the NBA could resume in Las Vegas, like as you guys know, host the NBA Summer League, but they wouldn't be in like a true bubble. Um, Walt Disney World, unlike Las Vegas, they own and operate their entire 40 square mile property which is near Orlando. Um, so they, they control what comes and goes. Mm-hmm. They, it's like, it's, it's like a mini city. Um, it's a, and, it is the city. It should be called just Disney. Yeah. Additionally, the Disney NBA, <laughs> the NBA and Disney already have a relationship through NBA's tele- TV deals with ESPN and ABC, um, each owned by Disney. Um, NBA also has a partnership with Disney opening up the NBA experience at Disney Springs. Mm. Um, Haven't been yet. And finally, our governor here, Eric, Governor of Florida, Ron DeSantis, has already stated that he welcomes all sports leagues to Florida. Oh, yeah. Um, He said, quote, what I would tell commissioners of leagues is if you have a team in in an area where they just won't let them operate, we'll find a place for you here in the state of Florida. And that place is Disney. Yeah. You so. see, you see, Ben Rose got corn. Ben Rose. Who? Ben Simmons got cornrows. <laughs> he got what? Oh, cornrows. Yeah, Ben Simmons got cornrows. Really? Why I've only Kawhi seen Leonard? him with a crew cut or whatever. Yeah, me too. Must be growing that shit it. out during the quarantine, and now he's got cornrows. He did a uh, Beats by Dre ad on Twitter, and okay. I saw him with the cornrows. Could be Photoshop, but I doubt it. I hope we see everyone in Disney. That would be really cool. Everyone should be healthy. They've had plenty of time to heal whatever the hell's wrong with them. Hopefully, MB don't got the shits anymore. Hopefully, um, hopefully Gobert don't have the corona anymore. <laughs> I'm sure that's gone by now. <laughs> he gets it again. Um, in other sadder news, legendary NBA coach Jerry Sloan passed away this past week. 
I'm sure Andy doesn't know who that is, but I was a big fan of his jazz teams because they were fun to watch. Not saying I was a jazz fan, but I do remember those days when they had um, the mountains on their jerseys and they were purple and blue. They're much better jerseys than the shitty ones they have now that say jazz with the music symbol on them. Ugly, ugly jerseys. I thought Denver had the mountains. Yeah, I'm saying back in the day, the jazz had the mountains and they were really, they're really sick. Uh, Jerry Sloan, I I, uh, haven't finished the Jordan doc, but I'm pretty sure Sloan coached the jazz team that Jordan played in the finals um, in uh, Jordan's final year winning the championship, but I'm not there yet. Don't spoil it on Twitter for me. But, um, man, those teams with Darren Williams, AK-47, OG Boozer, your boy OG Boozer? Who's AK-47? Oh, Andre Kirilenko. He's Russian. Uh, OG Gordon Hayward, jazz. Remember, he was, he was a jazz boy. Mehmet Okur, he used to be Oker. a – I think he used to shoot threes. Kyle Korver was up on the jazz. Paul Millsap. Goodness. But, yeah, jazz Jazz Strapped. always had a straight team, but they just couldn't get over the West Hump because it was dominated by Duncan and Kobe hmm. for like a decade. And now they're both gone. In – yeah, he said one. Yikes! But um, Jerry had Parkinson's. I think uh, I got a form of Parkinson's, and he had a form of dementia. Okay. So don't just gloss over that. What are you talking about? Hey, R.I.P. Jerry Sloan, man, you a legend. On to rants, raves, and reviews. I just have one little rant. I'm so sick and tired of people. Uh, wrapping their life. I've said this before on this podcast, but it keeps coming up and it keeps pissing me off that everyone's got to have this personal opinion about celebrities' personal uh, personal lives, whether it's their family, whether it's like their decisions in their lives. Like, it's none of your business. No one cares about what you think about what the fuck Leonardo DiCaprio's doing in L.A. You know, mind your business and leave it be. It's fucking annoying that everyone puts these celebrities in their own personal pedestal and like worships them and makes them their Twitter avi. Get a life. It's okay to be a fan, but to be obsessed in somebody else's life, your priorities are fucked. That's my if we rant. see if we see anyone, the first time we see someone with a Dun and Drew as their avi, you're getting a shout out though. <laughs> so so I'll make that clear. From Andy. <laughs> of course, I do the shout outs. I got a rave for you. I totally agree with what you said. I got a rave. Joe Rogan has signed an exclusive contract. Hasn't kicked in yet. But his exclusive contract with Spotify will start the end of this year, I believe. Um, So that means all of his episodes are moving to Spotify only, which is wild. Um, No more Apple Podcasts. Um, Also, the videos that... He posts videos of the podcast to YouTube straight up. They don't even do much editing, if any. Um, it's more linear. They edit as it's happening. So they just press upload. Um, all that usually goes to YouTube, but now it's going to go to Spotify. I didn't even know Spotify had the video, but maybe they're going to start a video library. Yeah, maybe, maybe maybe they debut it with his podcast. Yeah, maybe if you go to his page, type in Joe Rogan Experience, 
you'll see the podcast and you'll see the videos right under that. That'd be great. Um, Why are we next? Yeah, Spotify. <laughs> Spotify, call us up. Spotify stock went up because of it. Pretty good. Wish I knew that was coming. I we did some stock. Yeah, we did. Well, how, Gary Vee told. How often we've been on this Spotify wave? Yeah, but I didn't know it was going to start signing exclusive deals. Gary Vee yeah. told me. He told me the other the other day. I was listening to him walking around shopping in Publix, and he said, "One day, and I'm surprised this hasn't happened yet. These podcast outlets will start signing um, personalities, podcasts to exclusive deals." And you're going to have to go there, Spotify, Apple. You're going to have to go there if you want to listen to Joe Rogan, Views, Dunn and Drew, um, Part of My Take. If you want to listen to that, you're going to have to go to that outlet. And I also am surprised it didn't happen sooner. But Spotify kicks it off with, um, what if it comes? It becomes a war? Like now Apple's got to sign someone. I bet Apple does Part of My Take. Probably. Dave, Dave's probably already in their email because <laughs> he's making most of the money from those podcasts anyway, like the Caller Daddy story. So they're going to start. It might be a bidding war. I want, yeah, I wonder if Joe went to Apple and said, hey, this is how much they're offering. What you got? How much you think that contract is? That's three hear, years, right? Three years. I hear I'm hearing 100 million. Shit. I wonder if there's going to be ads still. I assume, like, got to be. You can still do ads. They're not gonna say you can be on our network, but no more ads. So he's gonna make what he makes now. Actually, the play count will probably go down a little bit, so the ads yeah. may not pay as much. But it don't matter because he's making that. Yeah, he's gonna that guaranteed uh, three year deal. Why he in the NBA? Yeah, right. <laughs> and he's not getting injured, so no, he's not. So uh, if you're listening to this, I know a lot of you have reached out to me, maybe Andy, maybe both of us about you starting your own podcast and being inspired to start your own. Now's the time to get in on it. No, I know. yesterday was the time. Yesterday. No, now, because the Gary past is say. over. Because Gary V sent me that post. Looking backward, fuck with your neck. Yeah, Gary V randomly um, DMs Eric. Yeah, why isn't that focusing? So bright. <laughs> Gary V just randomly... DMs Eric saying with a one of his posts saying, "What does it say?" Looking backwards fucks with your neck. <laughs> the graphic of him going. He like Gary shared his own post to Eric and said I, that I, real real. <laughs> <laughs> I guess it's some. I guess it does seem like something he'd do. Just like go through people, just stay connected because he's all about that social media. Yeah, he is. He's he's real. If so anybody's real, him, Gary's real. I told Eric, hey, let him know that we're available if he wants to hop on. Yep. I DM Gary back, said, hey, you available for uh, a few minutes on the pod? He's with his kids, you know. He doesn't probably get much time with them. So. Yeah, weekend he disappears from, not disappear from social media, but definitely less of a footprint on leaves, the weekend. So. Leaves Dustin and D-Rock in charge. <laughs> probably was them. How'd you say that? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think so. <laughs> I got one rave. Migos still got it. Fucking love them. Why? What'd they do? They just dropped a new single on Friday. You T- love Migos. It was with uh, NBA. Kind of annoys me. Because of their ad-libs. You don't like their ad-libs? 
I guess. Just Whatever. that you that it's just that that's the group that you like. I've been rocking with them since 2014. They got I me know, through college. Like, <laughs> I want what you group, on Drake. What group? I want you on that's Drake like you're on Migos. I'm not, you know, artists. Yeah, yeah we I don't want you, we don't have too uh we don't have too many similar tastes in music. Barely. No. Not really at all. You're not listening to Choice of On? Who? <laughs> You listening to Kirk Franklin? Who? <laughs> um, great rave here. My credit cards are paid off. My credit score is now above 750. How the hell did you get your credit score above 750? By paying off my debt. <laughs> Still, it's supposed to take time even after you pay off your I've debt. had the cards between four and seven years. So I've had this debt that long. All of your credit cards are paid off. Yes. I thought you weren't supposed to do that till the end of the year. Well, that was the goal. I expedited the fuck out of that shit because COVID helped. Holy shit. That's I'm, I'm lying, though, because one of them isn't. But it's a business credit card, so it's not on my credit report. So if I want to go buy a car for the first time ever in my life and they rip my credit score, that card won't be on it because it's under my business name. So that card isn't paid off, <clears throat> but that's not a priority because I'm not getting charge that interest on it like i was these other ones so all these other bullshit ones they're all paid off zero balances wow credit score is excellent that would feel and i'm feeling great that's coming for me soon i feel i got a best buy credit card i got hey but don't feel bad because i had eight cards that's crazy a lot of people don't have eight and they were all what maxed? Most were, yeah, most were maxed. Fuck me, <laughs> Jesus. And we're talking like balances upwards of eight thousand, seven thousand, six thousand. I would, I would feel drown. I would drown. I was drowned. That's why they Especially were especially you for four years. Can't swim. <clears throat> Got That's me. not a racist joke. He actually literally can't swim. Yeah, but I live five minutes from the beach. So if we ever get a tsunami, R.I.P. I'm out. Swiping you. That's why you're kind of nervous every hurricane. A little bit. I'd be like, holy shit. (laughs) (laughs) The house cave in, the rain start pouring in and rising. I'm done. South Daytona water table, not that pretty. I should should invest in a life jacket because those work. You keep a life jacket hanging up in your room. (laughs) For a hurricane. (laughs) For the hurricane that comes once a year. Hey, my street only been flooded once. In my entire mm-hmm. time living here, so my chances are good. But you know you what happened? In the house, what happened in Houston? If that happened here, I'd be terrified. <laughs> oh, this is good. Oh, that's you. Wait. Review. Oh, review. Sorry. Ugh. Tanked. So speaking of Gary V, he always pr- uh, like. Promotes the hell. Out, that's not the, that's not the right word. He always emphasizes the use for small businesses. You have to like fuck unless it's a Super Bowl. Fuck, fuck advertising. What? <laughs> you said you have to fuck. <laughs> so I was like, you have to yeah, fuck. fuck advertising on TV, Facebook, Instagram ads. That's where it's at. Um, I agree. Aside from branding, that's a whole another story. But if you're advertising, if you're rolling ads out to the public. <laughs> Facebook, Instagram, but now you can do them in one um, through Facebook. So that's what I did the other day, uh, yesterday actually. 
I picked my favorite video that I released recently on my A. Willis Production Facebook page and I put it out. It's really awesome. You can say, I want it to go out to, because I do weddings, I want it to go out to women between this age who are newly engaged. And I picked like five cities that I'm familiar with, sent it out, and it's hitting like a certain number of people a day. And today I got my first bite and I gave them a price. They're going to get back with me. So it, it works. Pay f- and it, I'm paying $2 a day for five days. So I'm paying yeah. 10 bucks. And if your budget gets bigger, then that just yes. means you can make bigger ads. And If my spread. budget was 20 a day for five, five to 10 days, oh my goodness. I'd be, yeah, it's great. That's why Gary stresses like they're underpriced right now because yes, you can reach definitely underpriced. You can reach the You're most specific target, yeah, and millions of people. So, like Facebook as Facebook knows you better than the TV ad knows you. Like TV doesn't know exactly who's watching. Facebook they know exactly who's watching and they can Facebook, only send it out. Facebook tells your ass pick who yeah. you want this to go to. Yeah, you did a video, right? I'm sure. What was your ad a video or yeah, a picture? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Did you have a call to action? Was there yes. like a it says message website? Me. Oh, no, I didn't do website. I wanted like direct. I didn't want too many steps. Gotcha. So it has a video, and then underneath the video says message. Message me. Hey, I, mean, I just saw your video inquiring about. Uh... Nice. Yeah, you're on the come up. <laughs> I'm learning. Uh, I have one review. Um, I don't know if you guys saw, you should have saw, it was trending all day on Saturday. Vice President Joe Biden went on The Breakfast Club and did an 18 minute or so interview with Charlemagne, the God he calls himself. And the topic at hand was to discuss, um, well, Charlemagne was trying to get Joe Biden to tell everyone why, that too, why black people should be voting for Biden and what Biden has in store for policies relating to black people and helping black people. And like with any politician that gets on a um, airwaves to talk or about anything, it's, it stayed off topic. And he never answered a question directly. It always went to Joe Biden talking about what he's done in the past or deflecting anything that Charlemagne deemed as wrong. And Joe Biden being like, no, that's not what happened. This is what happened. Making himself look better. So, that happened, as we see with every politician's interviews ever. And at the end, for some reason, Joe Biden had the audacity to say, if you have a problem figuring out whether you're for me or Trump, then you ain't black. And then President Trump decided to come out the following day with T-shirts that clearly looked photoshopped with a black model wearing a white tee with the quote on it, hyphen Joe Biden. So we just out here getting mocked right now, but it's going to be another one of those elections where we got to pick between two evils. I don't understand how Joe Biden was in the White House with Barack Obama for <laughs> eight years and learned nothing about talking or being black sensitive or 
being on our or something like who says that trump ain't even say that <laughs> <laughs> no well trump did remember trump look look at my african-american over there but that's funny you know <laughs> it was i mean yeah i think that's hilarious look at my african-american over there i mean <laughs> it, he, he won't apologize for that which is the difference between these two people he won't apologize for that biden i think has tried to talk back um i think he did apologize for it he said he was too use a big word I can't, I can't remember what it was. Where Stephen did you A word? Me? What? <laughs> Stephen A word? Stephen Where A just saying s- some shit I can't. <laughs> Where'd you send me that? Because our, our reaction to it was pretty funny. It was in the text message thread text? with Tommy. Oh, Tommy. Okay, let me look. Dad. I think you're like, oh, wow. <laughs> yeah, it's not too far up. I said, I said, wow, Trump winning in a landslide. <laughs> <laughs> Trump in four. Uh, Trump in four. Trump in four. Sweep. Yeah. I almost said a joke, but it wasn't going to be funny. I was going to be like, election going to be over by New Hampshire, but what does that mean? I don't know what that means. <laughs> <'Cause> <laughs> <By> like, <New> <laughs> Hampshire. It's not like we know what states are voting in what order. Uh, well, usually. Or, or do we? Never mind. I don't want to try to talk politics because <laughs> I, I don't, I'm not 100% sure about my facts. Yeah, but. um. <laughs> I saw somebody say this, and they wonder why niggas don't vote. <laughs> and it's true, you know. I said somebody snapped me like during the primary, and they were like, "Hey, you going to vote?" And I said, "No." <laughs> and they were like, "Why not?" I was like, "My voice don't matter." And you can argue with me, but that's what I believe, and there's nothing you're going to tell me that makes me uh, not believe that. Because Bernie, Bernie, and Biden never even really had a battle. Biden just destroyed him. And all these people on Twitter were like, Twitter seemed like it was 100% Bernie. Oh, yeah. And this 100%. man just got destroyed. Luckily, well, I shouldn't say that. I don't want to expose myself. Twitter is not like the real world. It's not at all. Everyone's all talk. No one puts anything to action. Except me. Because my credit cards are paid off. <laughs> <laughs> I'm about that action, y'all. I don't just talk on this pod. Tom Brady just holed out. What's that mean? It was like a long putt, and it went around the lip. Oh. All right, so listen to this story. This is my review. I'm reviewing the wedding videography company. Talking a lot about wedding videography on this podcast. Hey, self-promo. I'm I'm reviewing the... the wedding videography company called Copper Stallion Media. As y'all know, I do wedding videography on the side. And this story from this wedding video company is one of the wildest ones I've read. And this is the num- the worst wedding videography company in the world. And you'll see why. It's crazy. Okay, here's the story. The wedding videography company Copper Stallion Media is... Apparently, not refunding a man. They're based in Colorado Springs, by the way. They're not refunding a man who lost, who recently lost his fiance in a car crash. They apparently hired. He apparently hired Copper Stallion Media to shoot him in his wife's wedding video or his fiance's wedding video, and signed a contract which made the money, the down payment, eighteen hundred dollars or full payment. It made it non-refundable. Um, non-refundable, like if the couple breaks up. 
I guess death is written in there, but you know, you you assume that like if that happens, you, you just don't even think about it. You sign. So they don't refund the the man after he loses his wife in a car crash. The company receives a bunch of bad reviews on their website, and it's subject of an online smear campaign, according to the company. So, as a result, Copper Stallion's client experience manager, Allison Davis, kills herself. They receive so many bad reviews, and she just can't put up with it, apparently, that she kills herself. So now you have two dead people in this relationship. So Copper Stallion posts this on their Instagram page. Yesterday, our company was subject to an online smear campaign for not refunding a client who died in a car accident. The client signed a non-refundable contract. As a result, friends, family, and strangers have emailed, called, and left reviews of our company on social media. Online bullying is real, and Allison took her life because of this. We are in contact with local authorities to see what can be done. We are also reaching out to counsel to counsel to see what legal action can be can we can take. No company should have to go through this for upholding a signed legal document. And they wrote on their website like here's a few non-refundable deposits are the industry standard. Since the smear campaign started, we have received numerous emails. We're documenting everything we are documenting everything to build our case against Justin Mortney, whose wife died. It is not right for the people to go online and trash a company. This contract was non-refundable. We will never refund Justin Mortney, even with the online threats and harassment. We have required... Uh, blah, 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 blah. Why'd you emphasize never? Was it in all caps? Yeah. Jesus. So my take is, yes, when you sign a document... You're legally, you're legally binded. Yes, but... If you're a good company and you do well, your business does well, and you want to do well in the future, you should have the common sense, <laughs> or unless you just don't have a PR department, you should have the common sense to refund someone $1,800 if their fucking wife dies. I get it if they break up or they hire someone else that you're not giving them the money back, but if his wife dies... Are you kidding me? What do you think about this? Well, it shouldn't even be in there. What shouldn't be in there? The fact that they're saying that they won't refund anybody if... That's what it said, right? They won't no refund... Un, non-refundable. Non-refundable. I don't think it all. says... By oh, it the doesn't, way, if it doesn't speculate? I don't think it says if your wife dies, we're not giving you your money. I think it just, it just says non-refundable. Okay. Then, yeah. You should have the audacity, the couth... To be like, we're so sorry this happened. Here's your money back. Yeah, obviously, that's just. I feel like, and they're playing the victim that's, here. It's common practice here. Yeah, they're they're playing the victim because they got, they got trash talk. No shit. And you should have seen this. The coming. woman, the woman who took her life. Sorry to hear that, but you know, replace her with another employee if she was having trouble handling all that email load, and and reading all that hate. That's the company's fault again for not checking up on her. I'm sure she was stressed. She may have not said anything to the company, and she might have, but that's two L's from them. So it looks like A. Willis Productions coming to take their place. Yeah, and I've only done six weddings, more or less, and even I have the business sense to know that. Even I, who 
live paycheck lives paycheck to paycheck would give someone their money back if i had already taken their money and invested it in gear i would make sure that i make money or sell the the shit that i bought back to give them their money back and this company who's able to hire videographers looks like the company has videographers under them that they yeah they're contracting will, uh employees people yeah out they contract out for them oh my goodness they got people on payroll. <laughs> that this is like the worst business decision I have heard in a while. Not like I often hear business. <laughs> I don't know. Why. I'm in the industry. <laughs> My business partners. Um, I've never heard yeah, nothing that's, like this. That's that's fucking crazy. Yeah, that's wild. Uh, and now and now you have now you have the blood of your. No, I can't say that. But they do though. Yeah, it's it's your. You fault. have the blood of your employee on your desk. Oh, I gotta chill. Yeah, I gotta chill on that one. Because <laughs> um, it, it might not have been blood. could have hung yourself. It's true. So we're taking that one out. I'm not saying that on there. <laughs> Got any last thoughts before we call MJD and I piss? Um, my last thought, speaking of money, there's a lot of it out here. So let's go get it. Get it. <laughs> Come on. There's a lot of money out here. <laughs> yeah, so I think Jeff Bezos is about to become a trillionaire. Yeah, Joe Rogan, hundred million dollar contract. Mm, Call her daddy, make it five hundred k. Come on, there's money flowing out there's here, y'all. Out there, let's go get it. Let's get it. That's what we got to do. We got to get this money. You know, there's a value on it. That's money, how we got to sustain yeah, our lives yeah. in this country, at least. So let's get it. Um, that's our show, guys. Thank you for listening. Make sure you guys rate and review us on iTunes. Share this episode with your Subscribe parents, on friends, YouTube. enemies. Yeah, yeah, I'm going. I'm on my spiel right now. You, you always interrupt me. Make sure you subscribe to us on YouTube. And if you would like exclusive access to episodes, behind-the-scenes content, make sure you guys text us. I was trying to find the number. Where is it? Text Dunn and Drew to 386-204-6499. Do it now if you didn't do it in the introduction. We will see you guys next time. Thanks for watching. Shout out to everybody who who got stickers. Make sure y'all post those on the stories and tag us. They're they're hype. You got a little gift with it. So appreciate y'all. Um, thanks for listening. This has been Dun and Drew, baby. baby. <laughs>